I am Rip Stone. Welcome to You Be Known. And this is Chapter 5. I would like to take a moment here to thank my special guest, host, Draven Lee, for doing uh, Wifey's Story. This ought to be interesting. We also got a name drop in there on accident. I also got two new uh, names for the uh, children, which is kind of awesome. So that'll be fun. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, Chapter 5. All right, welcome everybody to the next chapter of You Be Known with Rip Stone. Um, as you can tell, I am not Rip Stone if you listen to the podcast. He did tell you the other day, I will be guest hosting. This is Draven Lee. You may remember me from chapter two or three, I believe. Um, we are here today with Wifey. Hello. For those of you who know, Wifey is obviously the wife to Rip Stone. <laughs> Rip is uh, watching the babies tonight, so me and Wifey get some alone time, and I get to guest host a podcast, so I'm super excited about it. Um, first of all, I haven't seen you in a while, Wifey, so it's great to see you it's again. It's good to see I you again, too. Face. I miss you, too. Um, I didn't hear your Mother's Day went quite well, from what I understand. I got to hear a little bit on the minicast. Yes. So, I'm ready to, if you're ready, let's just dive right in. I want to know where Wifey starts. What, I was just talking about this outside a few minutes ago. Most people start off with kind of, you know, your background. And that's kind of what I want, but I want to know what, like, where we came from and how we got to where we're at today. So, where does Wifey's story start? Hey, so, I guess I would say my story starts uh, with two kids, basically, two high school dropouts. Um, that would be my parents. Uh, they were they were kids. It's, it's funny now to think maybe in my 30s and stuff, I look back and I'm like, oh, my gosh, these were the people, you know, <laughs> these are the people making the decisions for me. <laughs> but um, my mom was, my parents got married um, when my mom was 16. And my dad was 17 and they did not get married for any purpose. My my mother was not pregnant with me. Um, They just got married. I think they just wanted to be grown. I think they wanted to do their own thing. They dropped out of school. They got married because that's a great idea. I think 16, 17. They're ready for the world. They're ready for the world. Um, So that was like in 84. And that would have been April of 84. And I was born in June of 85. So they were married for a minute before my mom got pregnant and had me. Um, What I know and and what I remember was them struggling, (laughs) which you can imagine. I have a lot of respect for them. They tried. They, They worked. They did everything they could. They were just... I just, looking back now, I, I see how immature they were. You know, I've, I've really yeah, thought about it. There has to be a certain level of maturity to go with being married so young. Yes. And, and not finishing high school. And all the stories I have of, you know, just when I came along and they were so broke. They lived on cinnamon rolls for like a month because my grandma worked at a factory Gave them to them. And this is before the days of ramen noodles, like most of us did. Yes. It, and so uh, my dad hung drywall. And my mom, I think she did 
you know, some cleaning of houses, things like that. Um, that's the main thing I, I remember is just them being young and they were, it was good. I remember, you know, as far as you get childhood memories. So yeah. like, I remember being maybe four, five. I do remember them always being stressed, always stressed. Um, how are we going to do this? How are we, and them con- conversating and this and that. And they were good. They were good parents to me. I mean, like for what they could do. Yeah. They were, and it's not just you now. I mean, you're you're the oldest. I am actually, but it was me for six years. It was just me. Um, and then I remember, yeah, moving around a bit, and I remember moving into um, a house in the town that I would stay in till I was in eighth grade or so. And, uh, they later had my sister, uh, both my parents, I, I, they had bring your daughter to work day, which for some, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my mom worked in a laundry, um, a a very high industrial laundry for, uh, basically that took care of uh, people that were, you know, mental health issues, those things. Um, she worked there while she, while she was pregnant with my sister. Um, so I remember, I just remember them working hard. I remember them being stressed. And I remember as far as when it comes, they, they made time for me. They played with me. They did things like that. But looking back, I just I had to know how stressed they were. Because now thinking of what life does and yeah. how hard it is to, you know, when you have a child, to feed them, to put them in daycare to do all these things. I can imagine. And now looking back, they were only, there's only, they could have only been making minimum wage, you know? Oh, exactly. You got to think back in the, you know, the mid to late eighties, minimum wage was maybe two, three, four dollars an hour. It's not much. And that's, that's what they were living on. And my dad did drywall for a while before when I was littler. Um, and then they both worked at that facility. Um, later on. So then my sister came along, um, and it was, I mean, it was good. I have wonderful grandparents, both, both sides. Now my mom's mom did not get along with my dad and vice versa with it. Um, but she was great to me and, and my sister and my grandparents were great. They were on a garden. They had a garden and they sold their vegetables. Like that was, they were kind of, that's, they did that and they went to auctions. So I remember summers like in a garden. That's, that's how awesome. I, I actually grew up now. I'm up, now I feel kind of cool about it because I'm like, I grew up, you know, and everything's like farmer's market and this oh, and that. Yeah. Bitches, I grew up on that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did. You see, you know, the, nowadays, like, what is this? You can buy your food here. I'm like, you have no idea the stuff that we grew up with in the 80s. Cause, yes. Um, Wifey and I, birthdays are two days apart. So yes, we were both nice. born in the mid-80s. Yes. And I was, like I said, I don't know, I told you in my story, that I, I, I remember spending summers with my grandparents mm-hmm. who lived in rural Oklahoma. Yeah. And they had this huge garden. Mm-hmm. I spent all of my time out there or yeah. at the spot pump. And helping helping them pick things. Exactly. I got and, good food out of it. And it was, you know, good work. It taught me a lot. And it's kind of cool to see, you know, that... Even now, you know, especially with with your babies, because mm-hmm. you know, wifey has babies now, and they're kind of picking up on 
some of those little traits that we had mm-hmm. growing up. Like, yeah. I know the daughter loves the garden. She loves, loves it. She's total green thumb. Yes, loves it. The that youngest is. one, the baby, the boy, <laughs> he, he has one track mind. He does. Right now, yes. <laughs> so let's go into, I guess, let's go into like your adolescent years when we hit pre-teens. We kind of covered childhood a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and for coming from hearing this part of the story so far from your parents, being so young and just, you know, you said you saw the struggle. Mm-hmm. I know for me, like seeing my parents struggle too, this kind of made me want to be better for myself. So I didn't, because, oh, yeah. you know, with my kids, I didn't want, I, did, I got them at younger, at, uh, later stages in their lives, but I didn't, I still don't want them to. You know, I had to go through the struggles that our parents went through. And it's yeah. kind of neat to see you doing that because you almost see she has this, she has her day job as well. Seeing you with your kids and giving them what you can give them, it's an amazing. You are one terrific mother. Aww, and you really you. are. And I was I've known you for eleven years. I've met you and your baby was four your oldest was four months old at the time. And she's about to be 11, mm-hmm. which I cannot believe. Yeah. Seeing you with your kids and seeing the way you, you and Rip both interact with them is absolutely amazing. They're so well-grounded, so well-mannered. Thank you for raising your kids. Thank you for telling me that. So going into your you know, childhood to preteen yeah. years, what... Those were really formative. Before then, um, I feel like I was my daughter. I feel like that was my seeing her. That that was me. Mm-hmm. I was optimistic. I was imaginative. I was this. I was that. That's how Everything's I so was. Pretty. Yeah, it's great. The world is. You, well, my parents taught me to love everyone who. Well, this is where wifey gets my catchphrase, which is "Don't be an asshole." It's from you know my dad. He was yeah. always like, "You love everybody, unless they're an asshole." If they're an asshole, don't give them your time. And that's that's kind of been my motto on it, you know. So that was that was my upbringing. That's how I was. I loved people. I did this. I did that. Um, where it kind of went weird, <laughs> different, was I was 12. And towards the last – so I'm, I'm six years older than my sister. Yeah. Um, so – the last couple years, so about the time I was 10 to 12, um, it was like warfare in my house. It got to be that part, that kind of um, environment. Was it warfare between you and your sister or just No, the parents. parents. And her and I were allies. Uh, Actually, she was more, I had my little saving private run, I guess. <laughs> she yeah. decided to take care of I, her. You, yeah, I mean, you bonded to that. I yeah, take, your sister. Yes. So. I'm you still that way. Sister. Yes. Oh, sure. you are still that way. You oh, big sister. You yeah. don't pretend that. So I'm assuming with it being warfare, I'm assuming parents are butting heads and big time. things are going not so well. Big time. Um, they just, it's just like a, I mean, they, you know, they had their moments. And again, I told you, and now looking back, they were immature. So they, they yeah. had these, I mean, I remember taking notes from one to the other while they were fighting. If oh, that wow. tells you anything. They were kids, you know. Um, but it, at that point, it got, for those, by the time I was about 10 to 12, it got to where it was a routine. 
every day they we would get you know my sister and I we get home they would get home they would fight like they would be cooking dinner fighting so we would eat silence after dinner we would you know go in shower do all our stuff go to bed they would fight and there would be silence and they just go to bed this was like a every day thing. So my sister and I got into a routine of we would go into, you're going to remember this too. <laughs> so we would go into my bedroom and I had a black and white TV that my grandpa got me in an auction, by the way. So we'd either turn on the TV and watch cause it was, you know, the local channel. Yeah. So if it was Friday, we watched TGIF, you know, uh, yeah. that kind of thing and, and hang out. Um, if there wasn't anything on, we go in and, you remember those stereos that had the record player, the tapes? Yes. And that, so I had one in my room. Like I loved, I've always loved music. I've always oh, yeah. loved music. So we go in and we turn on music and I turn it up and I close my door and her and I would play to drown out the, their Just stuff. Drown the sound of the yeah. Bat. Yeah. Of the fighting. Um, so password at 12, then I, again, like my child, I give her a hard time, but she doesn't sleep well. Yeah. I didn't either. I could lay in bed and just cry. And, and, you know, I was weak. But also, this particular day, I knew something was wrong. Like, something was different. And I was used to them fighting, but something something was different. It lasted longer. They didn't shut up. Yeah. And then it's silent. So, we're in bed. We have bunk beds. I'm on the top. Sister's on the bottom. Out. She's like six. She's yeah. out. Um, so, I'm laying there. I hear them and they're fighting and they're fighting and they're fighting. And I hear them. I hear my mom say she doesn't want to be there anymore. And my dad's like, what do you mean by that? She's like, I think it's better if I leave. And I'm like, Oh my God, like <laughs> this is getting heavy. You know, yeah. <laughs> This is getting different than it ever has before. I've never heard this before. So they both kind of agreed I guess, you know, like my dad was reluctant to an extent, but I do remember, and I guess as a kid, this is important, you know, the knowing that you're wanted yeah. thing, um, because they start talking a little bit about that. And my dad's like, okay, okay. And she's like, I'll leave, you know? And he's like, okay. And he goes, but you're not taking the girls. They're going to stay. They need to stay with me. Like he, and he was very just like adamant about yeah, that. Okay. And she was like, no, I don't want to upset their life anymore. And they already will. And their school is here. They're in, we were very close to, you know, just down the road from my grandmother kind right. of thing and, and grandpa and my other family aunts, those kind of things. <clears throat> and she's like, no, I, I understand that. And then I hear my dad go, well, we need to tell them together. And I'm like, in my own mind, I mean, I guess I didn't really cuss then, but I'd been like, oh shit. Because yeah. <laughs> I know what's about to happen. So they come in and get me and then I have to act like I'm asleep. I'll never forget this. I had, I, I baked like yeah. I was asleep and got up like, oh, I'm so tired. What are you even doing? Um, got my sister up who really was like, <laughs> she's sick. She's out. And they took us in their room and they told, and they're like, you know, me and, me and her all decided we're going to go our separate ways, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not working. It's okay, though. You girls are going to stay here. 
um, you know, mom will come see ya. It'll be okay. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just kind of like, what's happening? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, it was a lot. Oh, especially for a 12 year old to be able to process something like that. Yeah. I mean, for a sister, I'm six years old. She still yeah. didn't even know what they were telling her. Yeah. <laughs> She's little. Yeah, she, she was still half asleep in the first She one, was. So. She really, and she was a hard sleeper, so yeah. But for being 12, because my parents divorced when I was 16. Because, mm -hmm. as you know, from my story, I'm adopted. Yeah. Right. So my adult parents had divorced when I was 16. Mm -hmm. And they, for, I remember for, from when they got me at seven to about 14, mm -hmm. about seven years. That's all they did was fight. Yeah. So I, I completely know what you're going through. Did you that. get into a routine of certain things? Like you just knew, don't go here when they're doing this or that. Yeah. That's just what we did. And for the most know? part, luckily, I mean, growing up in this small town that I'm in, yeah. which I'm, I, I still live, I live in my hometown. Mm -hmm. It was more of, you know, I get home. Luckily I had my band and I choir. Oh, yeah. So I had things to keep yeah. me occupied. But when I would go home, it would, it would just felt more like it once again like a war zone. Yeah, it felt like Chernobyl sometimes at my house. Yeah, I mean, think which will go to my next chat, my next mm -hmm. part. But I mean, furniture would be moving in my house. We'll put it like yeah. that. Yeah. So were things did things like that ever happen in your situation? Would furniture ever fly uh, or things hit the wall occasionally? Yeah. Um, my dad is very. He's very similar to me. We're very, very similar kind of people. Um, we get mad. Yes. And to an extent, I get a little more than him, but we're, we're more of those just zero to 60. <clears throat> and then we're okay though. My mom though, can be, <laughs> she can go zero to 60 and stay 60. And then a hundred, you know? So there were things that flew. In the house. Yeah. Pretty sure it was by her. Yeah. Uh, I tried to, again, war zone. Keep my, keep my little, my little soldier out of the way. Yeah, you know what I mean? sister out of it. Yeah. Like, you know, <clears throat> as a 12 year old, you know, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. at least for, I know for us being only roughly two years apart, right? Minus a couple days. Right. I understood at 12, a lot of what was going on with my family. Mm -hmm. Me too. And a lot, and I think a lot of parents don't realize that, you know, we pick, we pick up a lot of that from 10 to 14. Those years were so, they, they set a lot of things in precedence for us mm -hmm. to, I think for you, especially knowing you for as long as I have and seeing you the way you are with your family. Um, yeah, we're going to fight, but I'll put you guys, you know, you do it in a way to where, like, your oldest is almost 11, mm -hmm. and the boy is two-ish, almost three. He'll be three now, I guess. You know, if you're going to fight, you would try not to yell, but if you do, we go outside where they can't hear it. For the most and, part. I've been guilty of, of ba da da and it, and Brian and him, you know, and him going on. All right, everybody, welcome back. Sorry about that. We did have some technical difficulties. You're listening to UB Known with Ripstone, guest hosted by myself, Draven Lee. I'm here with Wifey. 
And before we were rudely interrupted by this computer, <laughs> we were talking about the point in time uh, you were about 12-ish or so. Your sister was about six. And this is where your parents had talked about when they had decided that they were splitting up. So I know I had spoken to you about uh, a little bit about my background as well. We're kind of sharing this one today. Where it felt like a war zone. And as I told you, in my house, as I would call it, furniture would move. And you were talking about how your mother could go from, you know, zero to 60 and then 100 and it would stay so amped. And my question to you was, see, I guess this would be a better way to, to word the question. Since experiencing that as, you know, a 12-ish, 12-ish year old at that age and being, you know, married for 10 plus now with two kids, um, we all fight. It's nature of the beast. I've been with my husband for 16 and a half years. You've been, you've been with, you've been with Rick for 12. Congratulations. You know, talking about how, how, you know, when we have those spats and we have those fights, Doing it in a way, uh, that's just talking about how you and Rip, when you do have those spats, you try not to do it in front of the kids. You go away so they don't hear that. You were talking about how you used to shield sister from, uh, you know, having to hear that stuff. So let's pick up there. So we are at the point where your parents have announced to you that they are dissolving their relationship, if you will. So, going into that, as a 12-year-old, we understand kind of how, at 12, you can really understand really what's going on in the world. And, you know, you're still in your system. So, how did that kind of drive you as far as your out, your, your, um, perception, if you will, on relationships and how they work. Actually, what's funny about that is the one thing I can say, what that did to, to my personality, I'm a, I'm a problem solver and I'm a peacemaker. Yeah. And I know that came from that. It, it came directly from everything related to that moment and every moment after that. So, you know, it happened. My mind started going, okay, okay. So I'm going to start doing this with sister. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, my mind immediately went to in the immediate present. I know what my dad's capable of. I know what he's not capable of. How can, how can we make this work? Yeah. Makes a lot of sense how I am now. I've, I've done that. With That's him. very true. Yes. I do that people. I do that with my family. I do that with my husband, I do that with my kids. Let's make it work. Let's figure it out. Let's, let's find a solution. Not everybody, I found not everybody wants you to do that. Who knew? Well, that's just the they nature of who you are. <laughs> well, you know. that's one thing why I've been drawn so close to you over the last 10 or 11 years is the fact that I can go to you and talk to you about anything in the world, whatever's bothering me. Cause you've been with me and my other half during some yeah. pretty, you know, Pretty good fights. I was, we've had some good home dingers. And you've been with me through mine. And yes. <laughs> and the rest of the, that's why I love having you in my circle and in my life is the fact that 
I know I can call wifey and I get no judgment. You sit back, you listen, you give outside of us. And you've also done it for my, for my husband as well, where he's called you guys and asked the same thing. So I, I can totally see the fact where you have become this peacemaker. So at the time that this was going on, were you trying to piece their relationship back together? It was almost like I'd given up on that. How long did it take for that, though? I mean, it, immediate. Well, because you had gone through it for exactly. I mean, that's some of your earliest memories as well as remembering yeah. the fight. It, to me, it was like, okay, this makes sense. My concern was going forward. How are they gonna? I guess the best thing to say is maybe I was too big for bridges on it, thinking about it. But then again, maybe not because they were. I was kind of immature, but like, all right, what you playing next? Yeah. What you guys doing here? So we've got sister, we got dad, we got me, we got mom. I want to see you both, but how are we going to work this out? Kind of thing is what I thought. So immediately, like the next day, I'm like, okay, got throw some laundry in, going to do this. You know, went to school, me and sister come home. I know mom's not coming home that day. I, I, my mind knew that. Yeah. I knew what was happening. I knew the plan. So we need to do dinner. What's dinner? Let's get this done. Hey, sister, did you do your homework? Look, I mean, it just went into. You kind of went into mom mode. Absolutely. Immediately. Let's get this done. It's okay. So having done that, I was okay with that. Um, I'm always one that doesn't think about how things are snowballing yeah. for me or, or how it's affect. Like this is the immediate, this is the problem. This is what needs to be fixed. We need to live. We need to survive. We need to go on. Yeah. So we did that for a while. And if what my mom had said, I'll come get you. I'll come do these things had happened. I would have maintained that healthily. Like I would have been healthy about it. But, and again, in this, there's no judgment to my mother. These are things that I have left in the past. Yeah. But this is, hey, we're telling my This is, you be know. I mean, that's what it is. We're telling stories here. So, the visits didn't happen like they were supposed to. Okay. Um, and, and again, I'm an adult now. I know what may have been happening, other things, whatever. Um, but they didn't happen like they were supposed to. So then I had to see my sister upset. Yeah. And then my sister upset. And then my dad didn't like my sister upset. And so then, you know, as these things happened, I started to get a little angry. Like, you know, you're already a teenager. Anger comes mm-hmm. very easily to a teenager for no reason. Oh, yeah. So the here's a reason. Long way we're pissed. So here's a reason. <laughs> so, um, then as my mom started coming kind of back when she did kind of show up and, and come back, there was super resentment from my dad's part. How long did was, it take from the time they split up till when she started coming back? It had to be, we talked to her on the phone, Yeah. but as far as seeing her, it had to be six months, at least six months. Um, before we saw her and she came 
and I thought we were going with her, but we just visited. And then she left. So that pissed me off even further. Because yeah. my sister cried when she left and all that stuff. My dad's just confused. My dad's just confused. He's just he's like, what is even happening? What are you doing? You know, like. Yeah. That's what you think. You come in. But I mean, looking, hearing the story and thinking about your dad's expectations. I mean, I'm, I'm not really sure how, to, how he would even, I mean, was he thought in the fact that maybe she's only come back in six months and it's changed and that he got together? Was that his mindset or was it just the fact that, you know, you've been gone for six months, you talked to us on the phone and now six months later, and maybe it was also the fact that the, your mother just didn't want to, Maybe she was afraid of, you know, coming back and seeing this, and then the fighting starts up right again. I, I kind of... I've seen that happen a lot with a lot of divorced couples. 100%, 100%, I could totally see that. But one thing, looking back, what makes me think on that is that she said when they were, that night, yeah. that they were, they were fighting, it was the end. She said, I'm 30 years old, and I've never even lived. I've never done anything. Okay, as a grown woman, I can see that. Yeah. I get it. You know, that early you start, your kids, you're stupid. You, you're stupid. <laughs> you're stupid. You make dumb mistakes. Mm-hmm. Everybody does it. Um, so I I think she might have been enjoying life without us, which in turn is also very hurtful. I mean, that's any parent, um, though. I mean, a day without their kids, oh, yes. But, yeah. you know, six months, I can totally get that. Yeah, where she, so I don't know if it was, I don't know what was going on. I don't know. I don't know what was happening, but the lack thereof, and this is one thing I've tried to do with my kids, and I've tried to tell them, you know, if Rip and I are fighting, or they know, you know, I mean, my daughter is a little mean. Oh, baby girl knows. She's like, um. She's like, what's going on? What do you, do you she gets that dad? from you. Yeah. She you know, really and, and it bothers him. And, and little boy, he just he just tries to make us laugh. And once again, and we're not using real names just to keep the identities <laughs> of all of us. Right. You know, right. a secret. Um, But they, you know, they get it. They know. Yeah. You know, um, I lost my turn a lot. <laughs> What's gonna happen? Anyway, I guess because getting a little emotional. Anyway, but <laughs> it's okay to be emotional. That's what we're here for. We're allowed to be emotional. We're human. Um, but you know, whatever they know. What I'm saying is that they, but I talk to them. That's the thing. That's where my parents didn't, and I think that's one of the things you know, like we were talking about those things that you kind of uh, make up for. Yeah. And one thing I always try to go. We're fighting. We love each other, and it's fine, or this is what's happening, or whatever. <clears throat> I felt very in the dark. And with your with your parents? Yeah, I felt very in the dark. Like, okay, are they having... I didn't know if they are having a conversation, but my dad said they weren't. He's frustrated. He's mad at her. And, and so all I could think then, what my mind, and I'm an overanalyzer, yeah. always happened my whole life. I'm going, okay, okay. So I see. So she left. I remember her making that comment. So she must be out just having the time of her life. Right. 
And that's great. Oh, these kids, big mistake. Woo, all that's out of the way. You know, and that's how I felt. And she did not maintain consistent visits. Right. So I said there was about six months. We didn't even go with her. I don't think we went with her until probably a good seven, eight months after they'd split. And we went with her for a night um, in an apartment. She had an apartment. It was just weird. You know what I mean? Like, it was weird. It was uncomfortable. The dynamic changes. Yeah. Um, and I know it wasn't home. I know that was different. You know, like, it was easier with my dad because we were still in our home. So yeah. there's your security. You know, you're still in the same place that you already were. Well, I don't think your dynamic changed for the fact of, you know, it's a different place. Right. I think the relationship between you and your mother has specifically changed. I think so, too. And there was a lot of... Now, looking back, there was a lot of anger. I didn't think so at the time. I do know that that was the case. Um, because you know when, it, when it, a child or a teenager, because that's what I'm going mm-hmm. into, a teenager is angry. <laughs> <laughs> they don't just treat you like shit. Because <laughs> that happened, too. Oh, yeah. That started to happen where I was like, I don't know, I don't care, whatever. You can come around or not. I don't give a, I don't give a shit. Kind yeah. Of and I would say that. I don't give a shit. Because I mean, she didn't like me saying those things. Mm-hmm. You just said just to piss her off. Yeah. More. Fuck you. I'm like, you're not here. You haven't seen me in six months. Let me push all the buttons I can because I'll see you once every six months. Okay. I get it. But I would let my sister. Right. Get time with her. Well, yeah, you I, also, I, you know, and she's younger. I remember being that was important to me. For her to. Seeing sister happy. She's happy. She's having a good mother. We're fine. Okay, but I was pissed. You can, uh, you, <laughs> and the, being you and seeing you now versus wishing I could have known you back then because it would have been fantastic. But we would have been friends the whole time. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. We would have caused a lot of trouble oh, together. Yeah. But I can, I can totally understand it. It's like, especially like when, uh, when my parents divorced, the dying changes. My mother was, my last mom was the one who left. Uh huh. The same thing, and within six <laughs> and that's months, a weird boyfriend. Thing, right? But you know, yeah. at the time they divorced, I was sixteen, seventeen, so I had a car, so I could go and see her. And I think that, especially with you know preteens, teenagers that go through this, a lot of parents don't realize just the toll it actually does take yeah. on the child. Like for you, you know, you were. You held all this anger towards your mother, mm-hmm. and you were let it out in your own way. Mm-hmm. But your main focus was, like, like you said, seeing sister happy mm-hmm. and had letting sister have that time. Taking care of dad. So going through yeah, and going sure. to, and Make taking care of dad, and you totally stepped into yeah. that mom role: laundry, yeah. dinner, school, making sure Make sister sure was up, making sure she. Yeah. Was. Make sure and I can totally yeah. see you doing that too. Yeah. So let's fast forward a little bit. So this happened twelve ish, thirteen ish. And we're yeah, in we're, our early preteen years they, now. She left when I was twelve and then it went on to about yeah, about thirteen. So let's fast forward, let's go fifteen, sixteen. Well, I will, but I, I do have a, a pertinent part right in there. Okay. Well let's hit this it. This is why. So after all that, uh, we got in in a groove. And we were okay with whatever she wanted to do because yeah. we were fine. My dad was doing it right. 
It was, we were doing everything like we should. But my dad is kind of old school. Um, Mm -hmm. My grandparents were married for 50 something years, Uh, you know, and two super in love and super cute. Now, granted, we found out some things later on that it wasn't all, you know what I mean? Sunshine and baby smiles. Right. Most of it was not the beginning, but, but that's not what he knew. Right. He knew his parents did that, and he was very traditional kind of with that. And he didn't think, he didn't have the, now looking back, he didn't have the confidence in himself to raise us. Right. He thought we needed a, a mom. Yeah. So he <laughs> dated a couple ladies, which weren't bad. Yeah. Nice, you know, and stuff. And that was always very supportive, which is weird for a kid, right? If you yeah. Think about that. Well, we're also in the early 90s here, so I mean, Right. You know, and especially for, you know, being 12, 13, 14, I mean, you're going to have, you you kind of deserve a say in not who they're dating, but if they're bringing them around you and right. sister. Right. Okay, it's either, yeah, I like her or get this bitch out of here. Yeah. Because this ain't going to work. And the couple that he liked, I liked them. And I was like, okay with that for him. Um. You know, I was I was fine with that. I was like, this is cool. And he dated a couple, and then all of a sudden, he, you know, he had a date, no big deal. He goes, and he goes back, and he's like, wow, I really like this. And I'm like, well, that's cool, Dad. That's great, you know. And we met her, and she seemed nice. She was nice, um, you know, seemed to like us. Whatever. She had her own house. She worked two jobs. Um, had her vehicle. Very stable. Very, seemed very you know, much that way. Level-headed. Um, absolutely seemed that way. Very, you know, had a couple kids of her own. Great. Cool. <clears throat> and so they started dating and about a month. No, I say that. About three weeks into it, okay. we found out that her house was her mother's uh, her car was someone else, her mother or some ex-boyfriend, whatever. Um, she quit both of her jobs. And then I started noticing things that were a little weird about her, a little off. Okay. Not, just not what she seemed. And so me already being that way, I was like, which I'm that kind of person anyway. I'm like, I don't trust that. Yeah. I don't trust this. This didn't seem right. This just doesn't seem right. Um, so I was a little on edge. <clears throat> but my dad was like, no, she's great. And he really thought he needed someone. Yeah. So six weeks into the relationship, they got married. And so this was the stepmother we had been talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that was a big change. Which I'm okay with change. I'm always I'm, my husband is not. <laughs> no, yeah, that does not do change <laughs> no, at all. Um, but I've always been fine with it. It's life. Exactly. Life I'm going so, to change the constant in life. So you need to get it. with it. You gotta adapt. You gotta yep. adapt it all. And I'm like, okay, you're cool. And I remember asking him on the day he got married, I'm like, Are you sure? And I asked this is thirteen year old me, and I'm like, Dad. If you're doing this just because you think that you're not doing a good job or that you need somebody else to help, that's not the case. I want you to know that. Oh, no, no, no. 
I know that man. Yes. Yeah. yeah and what that was. Now, <clears throat> so they got married. Um, and it was a fucking culture shock to me. Like, she had a totally different, like, it was like, I've never been around people who don't, who didn't tell the truth. You know what I mean? So we're talking about pathological liar? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And it wasn't around, so, <clears throat> I was an easy going kid for the most part. So I remember, this is a good example, I'm coming home from school. My dad at work, she's there. I get off the bus. It's the last day of school. I'm a hippie. We all know that. I love my music. Um, I watched Jason Confuse at like nine. So I love that soundtrack. That was my favorite soundtrack. We've hit a few bunks together. We're kind of stunners. We used yes. to be. Yes. Back in our day, yes. we used to get together. <clears throat> so as a child, even. And, and I just love music. So I had, I loved that soundtrack. And I had oh, both yeah. of them. And so school's out for summer. It was, on, oh. so it was the last day of school. So yep. I came home, put it on. And she came in and said, hey, can you can you turn that down a little bit? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I turned it down. No biggie. It was kind of loud. You know, I was in my room with the door shut, but I turned it down. Yeah. Thought nothing further. That was the only interaction. And the next thing I know is several hours later, my dad bolted in my room, busted the door open, pissed off as hell at me. Just fucking mad. What the hell are you thinking? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what is even happening here? And him going, well, she said that you, or she said that she asked you to do the dishes. And you told her, I don't think so, bitch. And I was like, what? And this is me. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. What? What are you talking about? Like, where do you get dishes from turning down music? And I I told him what happened. And I've never lied to my dad. I suck at it. Yeah. To this day, I'm a bad liar. And I'm trying to explain it to him, and he's just pissed. And I was just, I felt so betrayed because that was the one that I felt had my back. Yeah. And was my stability and was my. And he was just like, no, you're a liar. Kind of makes you feel like that he's, I understand your new life and everything, but still, you know your kids. You know your kid is not going to not going to lie to you, especially. I've met your dad. Yeah. And man could look at me one way, and I'm not going to lie to the man. I can't do it. Yeah. it. I mean, if you've met if you've met wifey's dad, you would know he has this specific look. Oh, if you we watched one race slide. Oh, yeah. I did you. Yeah. You know that episode yeah. I'm talking about where he just gives you this look and you're just like, okay, I cannot lie to you. I'm sorry. No. And I never could. And I still can't. I still can't. Um, so I can understand where that kind of feeling of betrayal can come from. And that hurt one month from my mother leaving. To this day, now looking back at it, that killed me more than my mother leaving. Like you said, it makes you look like the, I mean, that's like kind of like ripping your heart out of your chest and, a little bit. And again, I can say this, um, this is part of my story, but I can say as a happy part of this, I have said all this to my dad and he has looked at me and said, you're right. I'm sorry. So I've had that gratification. Yeah. Um, that he, knew, but it hurt so bad at the time. So we're looking, this is me 13, almost 14. Okay. Um, I went on with this for a little bit longer. 
And again, I told you I, I had a good relationship with my mom's mom. Mm-hmm. My dad heard it. But um, I'd gone, you know, I was randomly went with her all through my childhood. And I kind of opened up to her and my grandpa about it. And I was like, those are the things that are going on because those kind of things continue. Yeah. And uh, it'd be like one way from my dad and then another. Along. So a lot of split personality. Yeah, kind of thing. too. Very civil, if you yes, will. Yes, yes. And uh, I explained it to my grandma. She's like, you know, you're always welcome to stay with me. And then the thought of that was just so nice to get away from that. Because I've never been around people like that. Yeah. And I didn't like it. And so I was like, I'm a teenager. I was just I'm like, I'm yeah. done with this. And I was like, I think I do. I think I do want to want to go with you. <clears throat> and so I had someone to have. And that and it broke his heart. But I but I told him at the time, she says things about me that are not true. And you believed it. Mm-hmm. And that broke my heart. And I can't stay with this because it's really on me. Like, the focus was really on yeah. me. It was almost like a jealousy. Like, you know, you ever heard that whenever somebody gets... Oh, like, yeah. Well, yeah, I think because... you got to eliminate... Well, especially... I've, they care about the most. Yeah, I've seen a lot of... <laughs> I mean, in the place where I work, especially in the places I have worked in the past, and the people I know, I've seen a lot of people with, you know, daughters. Yeah. They divorce and the daughter stay with the dad. Dad gets a new wife, but and like for some reason, wife and oldest daughter do. I it's mean, like, you, it's all good, but yeah. for, I don't know what it is about the fact that I don't know what it is about the wife having that animosity towards the oldest daughter. Yeah, but I have seen it. Yes, what I felt like because yeah. you were technically as a daughter the most important one of the most important females in his life Absolutely. and it feels like in this case you were hogging her spotlight yes absolutely that's how i felt at the time i'm like i am in your way yeah and she couldn't have thrown my shit out on the porch quick enough no. so it and just hearing the story that's what it makes me feel like and I, I want to cry for you as that 14-year-old wifey because, I mean, that just breaks my heart. I mean, I've gone through some crap in my life, and we haven't got to the rest of mine yet, but just hearing this, it's just like, and it's just, it, it hurts, and it kind of makes me just want to look at your dad and like, why were you, why would you think this? You know your daughter, she's never lied to you. Why would she start now? Well, one day at dinner, probably, yeah, that was probably six, six years ago. I said that. I I got to do that. Just me and him, I got to, to do that. And I'm one of those that's like, you can't hold anger. Yeah. If you hold anger, it, it poisons no one's soul but your own. Girl, you couldn't have said it any better. You could not you have said that only, any better. It the really does. People holding that at, they're not hurting like you are. You're poisoning yourself. Yep. And, and I had to get rid of it. I had to get that out to him. 
I've forgiven my mother. She'll never admit it in her life yeah. of, of her wrongdoings. But you, some people, you just got to accept that, but you know on their way because of things they do now. Yeah. And now I have a great relationship with her. So the things now are okay. You know what I mean? And, and, my, and it, may, it may have taken a while. It does come back into play. Um, so I may be my grandmother. Broke my heart. I was about to ask you, did you eventually move in with her? So, yeah. Did sister go with you? No. Because that, my dad wouldn't allow that. We didn't know stepmom did not have that animosity towards little sister, did she? Oh. That's so crazy. Nope. I think she thought she was young enough to just roll the flow. I think she thought I was, she despised my mother. She despised her. And I don't know if because I was older and there's things I, I mostly look like my dad. Yeah. Uh, I sound like my mother. <laughs> when I talk, I sound just like her. And I make faces that are similar. My dad's even pointed those out. Um, so there's a reminder, I guess. I think I was the biggest reminder of that previous relationship. Maybe, yeah. That's a good way to look at it. I knew the most. I knew all that. That's a good way to understand it, and, at least. And, and I held so much anger to her. For a long, long, long time. Long time. So I got, God bless my dad. It took even longer. Actually, I would say when I finally decided, like I said, I've got to let all the anger that I have about anything out because I cannot hold this. I can't be the mother I need to be if I if I hold anger like that. Yeah. I need to be me completely. I need to be, I need to show them that yes, the world can be shit and people can be horrible. But you have to be bigger, and I have to show them that I'm bigger. Exactly. That I've done it. People piss you off, but you got to forgive them, even if they don't ask for it, even if they don't want it. Like, even if they don't care. It's easier to kill them with kindness. 100%. Yes. So. Especially in the lot of work that we do, you know, and yeah. with us being so customer-oriented, oh, I God. think. For you and for me, especially, I think we've ha- we've had a similar kind of upbringing. Me, you, and Rip all kind of have, mm-hmm. and that's why we're in the positions that we're in. Is that we are just that driven to? I mean, for people, I mean, I'm not afraid to tell you guys what my profession is. I work in table games, so we're talking blackjacks, pokers, all kinds of things like that. So I've, I've let them know before that I'm in. Customer service of the travel sort. Yes. <laughs> and with our positions, you know, we people, you know, I, I get called everything but a child of God. And it's this one, it's yeah. like, you know what? Whatever. Yeah. I still get paid the same regardless whether you cuss me out or not. And I've heard, I've been called worse by better people. Yes. You just, you yes. know what? And like my favorite drag queen, Jinx Monsoon, she has this <laughs> wonderful phrase water off a duck's back. And she is absolutely yep. right. It yep. is just water off a duck's back. Because at the end of the day, like you said, it poisons your soul. It, it does. does. It only eats you up. And one of my favorite phrases by the great RuPaul. I love RuPaul. Says, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? And then she ends up with, can I get an amen? 100%. Amen. amen. And seeing hearing the fact that you went through all this and now you're with your grandmother, how did your grandmother feel about especially everything that's going on with stepmom and 
between stepmom and you? I mean, how does she take it? And do, do both sides of the parents know? Or both grandpa- both sets of grandparents know at this point in time? Or? Yes, but my dad's mom, and at this point now, she, you know, my grandmother, my dad's had her, I lost my grandfather. He mm-hmm. passed away. And she is, I guess you could just explain her as the greatest, just little southern woman. Just, she oh, was. She loved her. Like, bless, bless your heart. heart and sweet tea all That's day. Where day. I get it. That's why I say bless your heart all the time. <laughs> and I, she, she taught me to love, and she also taught me to be paranoid of everything. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back to You Being Known with Ripstone. This is Draven Lee tonight with Wifey. I do want to apologize for the most recent cutoff. Wifey, who is also the producer of this podcast, failed to tell me that our platform has a 30-minute cutoff period. So, obviously, we know how to talk. So, we're going to pick right back up where we left off. But before I do, I do want to let you guys know you are able to find this on the web at ubeknown.com podcast.com it has all the different platforms you can follow us on instagram and twitter as well so we're gonna get right back into it so when we were really interrupted once again modern technology was supposed to make life easier but it didn't so we're picking right back up this is the point in time when wifey had gone to live with her grandmother this is right around 14 say we'll say freshman year Yes. About that? Yes. So tell me about going into and we're not gonna keep you guys too much longer uh, we gotta say, it, we gotta have a little mystery in here, so we'll be a part two of Wifey's episode. Um, tell me about the move with grandmother. And we may be reiterating some stuff, but I just want to make sure that we get you guys everything, and we uh, we so appreciate you guys being listeners. So, Wifey, we're talking about at this point in time, you and stepmother were having issues. We were talking about how we thought she was very jealous that you were the leading lady in your father's life. It was you and your sister after your parents had split up. So they were together for you said six weeks before they were married. Yeah. How long were the how long were they married? Uh after what to the point where I left or uh, in total. Oh in total, if you don't mind um, me asking. Twenty years. Twenty years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um so we're talking about you decided to go live with your grandmother, and this is your mother's mother. your mother's mom, who did not have the greatest relationship with your dad. 100%, yeah. But loved you. Yes. So we're going to pick up right here. So you decided freshman, now was this before your freshman year had started? Uh, no, I just started. Okay. Uh, but you were still in the same school. school. Right. Okay, so you decided to switch addresses. Not very far into it, into my freshman year. I sat down and had the talk with my dad. This is why, and I was honest. I said, she's lying about me. You've hurt me because you've taken her side. I'm not, not listening to me, even though you know I never lied to you. And he took that. You yeah. Because I was very good about taking certain things. Now, taking action to correct it. Wow. It, was more, it was more than he could do. I yeah. Um, so he let me go. He would never keep me or make me, you know. Yeah. Um, but the worst part of it is, is I had to live with my sister. And it made me feel horrible. Because I was like, what is this person going to do? My sister. But luckily, like we had discussed, uh, that you didn't see the same relationship that you and your stepmother right. had versus uh, stepmother and sister. Right. She had her own battles. Yeah. Um, but it was not quite like that. I, I think, looking back, even though I felt guilty about it for so long, I think that was the best move for me. 
I don't know where I would have ended up or what I would have done right. to get out of that situation if I hadn't. It just um, felt very toxic to you. Yes. Yes. And and I'd never been exposed to that. So it was very new and very weird. And I didn't know how to handle that. Well, that's understandable. I mean, and especially that, with people nowadays, it's one of those, I don't, if you don't know how to handle a situation, the better thing to do is to step back and look at it from right. a different perspective. Right. And to get a first set of eyes, which is what your grandmother did for you. Yes. And, which is kind of what I'm taking from this so she, far. She did. And I know her her ultimate worry was me. And I know she did just want to help. Yeah. So I moved. Things were fine. Those relationships with me and the relationship with her and my grandpa was always great. I went and helped him. He was a diesel mechanic. He had his own shop. Nice. So yeah, so I'd go work with him. Loved it. Got to, you know, help him there. You were just a well-rounded woman, girl. Yeah, I got to help him there. So I was, you know, she can raise 14. babies and change your oil. How about that? <laughs> yep. And at 14, I was in, working in his office, helping him out, doing, you know, all of his invoicing, all that kind of stuff for him. Well, that says a lot about who you are now and what you do. Yeah, so. it does. So, enjoyed it. Now, school starts. Everything's still fine. I started being a teenager then. Mm-hmm. Like, wanting to hang out with my friends, but not even to a ridiculous extent, like... Um, I recall, and this I gotta say first and foremost, both you gotta understand my grandmother is the mother of my mom. Yeah, who got married and quit school at sixteen. Okay, so she's on alert. Mm-hmm. Well, understandable. I mean, she's yes. gone through it with the daughter. Right. Oh my God, is my Where grandmother doing the same thing? It, by this point, when things start, you know, being almost fifteen, hormones are going through. Yeah. Puberty is hit. I want to do things. I've met friends now. Yeah. Friends. I want to have, so my grandpa also had a wild child daughter though. That mm-hmm. did a whole bunch. <laughs> and <laughs> had a very strange relationship with all of that. But so both of them are like on alert. And I guess both of them in their mind are like, not this one, not this time. Okay. So they went like extreme the other way. So I remember in specific uh, example, um, a friend of mine, had just gotten her license, so I'm 15 at this time, and she's 16. She's great ahead of me. Okay. Um, so I'm not, she's 10, whatever. And she got a car, and it was very rural. So to go to the nearest town was, you know, 20, about 20 minutes. Yeah. And it was a big deal. We wanted to go, though. That's where the mall was. That's where we wanted to go. We should yeah. go hang out at the mall go eat and go hang out at the mall. And I had asked my grandmother this about a week prior. She's like, Hey, I was thinking next Friday I'll go to the mall. So I'd asked my grandma. She's like, yeah, that should be fine. That'll be okay. So when the day comes, my friend, instead of me riding the bus, my friend takes me home so I can go in, get my stuff. Yeah. Change clothes. Yeah. School clothes. All good stuff. And go. And there's where I'm like, what is happening? And I'm like, remember, I said I was going to go, blah, blah, blah. No. No, I don't remember that. No, you don't need to be doing that. And I'm like, uh, wait, and this is super embarrassing. Like, what is even happening, you know? Yeah. And so she was fine. But, so school ends what? 3.15, right? Yeah. So um, we get there and I get changed. It's 3.30. 3.45 maybe. And she says, you need to be home by 6.00. 
Okay, so it is 30 minutes to the mall. And so by that point, you're looking at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And it's been 30 minutes back. So I got like a, you an half, hour. hour. Hour and 15 minutes until I got to be back. And so I have to, and I'm like, it's even happening. So it was like that. Everything, and then I got, then they accused me. I remember one time after after basketball practice, um, my grandpa's nephew actually lived just across the road. Loved them. There was him and his wife were just the best. And so sometimes I'd go after school and hang out, and then my grandpa would kick me if my grandpa was working. Yeah. Um. And so. I walked, and it was common. I'd leave basketball practice and go over there, and that was totally acceptable. My grandpa got it in his head that I was riding with someone. Like, he thought he saw me riding with someone getting out of the car. I mean, it's almost like these people went crazy over their children being insane, you know? And he thought well, that what you're reaping oh, 100%, what your parents had said. Oh, my God. Yes, every bit of it. Every single bit of it. It was like everything that they took out or that they felt guilty about or Whatever, like they just went overboard with it. Yeah, and I was like, I can't even live like this. Like, They're being I can't way too do strict. Anything. So, how long did you live with your, your with your grandparents? So, I lived with them my entirety of my ninth grade year and half my tenth grade year. Okay. And then my mother comes back in the picture and starts oh. coming around more. Okay. And she is with my stepfather. Okay. Which, little spoiler alert: a stepfather was actually the one that she left my dad for that they actually got together after that um then had a few stints where they weren't together but then whatever they were working their shit out i don't even know um but they were together again so um my stepdad is a wonderful man he's a good man and i love him very dearly well, that's good i really do i have a good relationship with him i love him i think he's the best thing that ever happened to my mother that's awesome. <laughs> that is that is awesome. 100% he's the best thing that ever happened to my mother. Um, so they started coming, you know, back in my life. She started coming back in. I think there was a lot of his influence encouraging her to do it. Yeah. I don't think that she didn't want to. I think she did want to. And I think she, she just didn't know her. how to do yeah. it without having something, some, okay. but having that extra voice behind you, that supportive so, voice. Hey, let's do this kind of thing. Yeah. And because, I mean, yeah, I think at the time, and I'm kind of, I'm just kind of seeing this in my head where it's more like, I can see your mother being yes. I want to do this, but I don't know how. But yeah. having that having that support behind you, whether it's going to, you know, see your children from right. a, from an estranged relationship or from whatever, just having some kind right. of a support behind you, to where it maybe where you know, okay, wifey may not talk to you for you know, may, she might be a total bitch to you, but at least reach out. And having that, I think... And I know he's what encouraged her. Yeah. Um, and so, that relationship got better and better. I started spending, you know, going and staying with her some and things like that. Staying with them. And then I got to a point where I decided, you know, she wanted... They wanted me. Yeah. To come be with them. Yeah. And of course, I miss my mother. Especially by that point. Oh, well, yeah. You know, and I'm just like, you know, in my mind, my dad kind of... Hurt you. And so, one of my other parent, my grandmother, who I love dearly, but is a little bit cray cray, you know, <laughs> um, like they're they're older, they're they're taking out their their bad raising on me, <laughs> or not even bad raising, but just their bad. They're just taking out. They're just 
overly cautious. Yes, to a point where I was so smothered, I literally couldn't do anything. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm fine. I'm, I'm for this. So then they, you know, had me come live with them, which was fine with my grandmother. You know, I mean, she would have rather me stay there. Yeah. I think, but you know. Reasoning being probably so she'd be like, she won't do anything. She'll be a nun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I could not see you in a habit. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Dot com. No. So I went, I've moved in with my mom and my stepdad. And there went a pretty good run from 15, you know, so I'm halfway through my 10th grade year. So um, did you finish out high school with yep. your mother and stepfather? Yep. I, I graduated with them. And other than a, a few spats in the morning, you know, you know being, being a We're kids. girl, it, it, normal stuff. I guess that'd be normal shit. Well, I yeah, think I think, you know, have to reevaluate it. That was normal shit. Yeah. I snuck out. You know, What's got, who caught, got caught. Um, those kids with him, that my stepdad was hard on me sometimes, but you know what? I appreciated it because he didn't, he treated me, he didn't treat me like a stepchild. He treated me like, a child and I knew he actually wanted the best for me and he yeah. taught me many many valuable lessons in life. and that speaks volumes to the kind of person that he is because absolutely <clears throat> like yes your children are your children my children are adopted like I was but at the same time it's one of those where I say this with step parents all the time I don't see them as step parents they're bonus parents mm-hmm. It is a total bonus parent. They're stepping in, and the fact that they you get to you get to have this relationship. You have your father, your stepmother, who are kind of eh about, but then you have your mom and your stepfather, who all somehow come together to make this work. You get you get four parents for the yeah. process too. Yeah, and a lot of people don't even get one. Yeah. And it's such a blessing for, for bonus parents and step parent for bonus parents. I'll call them bonus parents yeah. to always have. Yeah. But the fact that he stepped in and m- made you feel like you are his. Yep. That is absolutely amazing. And kept it fair. And, and, you know, when my mom would go from zero to 60 to 100, he would let it go as far as he, he would. He would let it go to the point where he thought, okay, now you need to bring. And You're the would, 10 on each of the two. And he would stop it down, even with me. With me and her, he would stop that down. He would like, okay, why is he... Go to your room, yeah, chill us out. Just, you need to do this. You know? That speaks volumes to him. Yeah. And kudos to you, stepdad. And I got, absolutely. And I got, you know, rewarded by him. I got punished by him. You know what I mean? But I got all the, the greatness of that. But and you got the structure of that too. I mean that structure from you know going from you know two parents who filed the time to a divorce to dad with stepmom who can't stand me, and then you know going through your ups and downs that you've gone through, and then seeing you now. Just when I met you, we are in our we are in our mid thirties now, and when I met you, you were twenty. Let's see, I'll be 36 next month. So you're 34, so 23? Yeah. And so you got to, you're kind of fresh out of this when we met, which will be safe for part two of this chapter. 
of the of this chapter, but seeing all that and seeing how you were at twenty three versus now, it it speaks volumes to what your parents, or at least uh, your parents and your step parents. I don't say the other one because we kind of don't like it. We, we tolerated. I was like, we, we tolerated that mom. Right. She had a purpose in life, in this, and at least she had a purpose for this. But I guess what I'm trying to say is the fact that you know you go through all this and you get to get back with your mother, you have to live in this, and you get this structure that kind of felt like you always wanted. Oh, 100% I wanted that. And yeah, you I got it. You got some of it from your father. I'm just saying you're spot on with the I mean, You got it from your father, but the what your father versus your stepfather gave you, his I, stepfather was more focused towards I you. Enjoy stability. Exactly. I'm you stable. always have. I have a man that gives me that stability. That, yeah. Um, that he is uh, just, he's a beautiful man too, I'm just saying. He is. With a great head of hair. Gonna be salt, it's going to be salt and pepper soon. And I'm it's already getting there. I love it. I love it. Well, shout out to my boo. Anyway. So, <laughs> but, so you graduate high school. And like I said, we're saving the aftermath of high school because that's a whole story within itself, people. Yeah. But see, I mean, these first 18 years, I mean, we kind of flew through them in like an hour and a half or yeah. so with a couple of minor interruptions. But... And I was telling I was telling uh, wifey this before we well as we were setting up was that the reason why this podcast I feel is so important and why I'm so blessed to have um, wifey and Rip I almost said your real name I had to think about it for a second <laughs> having wifey and Rip Rip in my life is the is fact that <laughs> Rip I love it um, it's as me being adopted and not knowing and not knowing any of my biological family and being gay, I get the chance to choose my family. I'm gay? No. Nah. You get the chance to choose your family. And that's what I'm kind of getting at. The fact that you and Rip and Rainbow and Meadow, I'll call them Rainbow and Meadow. I love, it. I love it. Okay. Having that stability in, in my life, especially for me over the last, you know, 11 years I've known you guys, have you, y'all you have taught me so much about relationships and life and what actual friendship is. And I hope, I'm 99.999% sure that's reciprocated. It is. <laughs> but that circle, and we were talking about this earlier in the car on the way, on the way back to my house, is that you keep that circle close. Now, me and Wafi, she lives about three and a half hours away from me. We talk almost every day. The fact that I may not be able to see her or talk to her all the time, but if she calls me at 3 a.m. and says, hey, uh, this has happened, my ass is in the car and I'm already driving. She don't have to answer. Any, she don't have to ask any questions. She knows when to be there and it's vice versa. Do you think that... You, you drove an hour and a half that one time just to give me a hug, pretty much. And I really did. I did. Me for about I did. an hour. <laughs> well, so my husband was doing this. Uh, he had to finish up the seminar, and it was about an hour and a half from where they were. So I was on the turnpike. I'm like, you know what? I'm just coming to hug. I'm just coming to hug wifey. So I drove to her job, called her, and said, "Hey, there's something for you outside." She didn't know what it was. <laughs> she comes outside, and it's my beautiful face, there, and she about starts crying. I need and then tackles day, me. By the way, and she was having a shit day at work, anyways. <laughs> But so I'll say this: Do you think that 
all the ups and downs that, like, me, you, sister, Rip, all this. Yeah, I know it makes us the people that we are today. Do you think that your kids feel any of that somehow? I do, I do. Even the past stuff that they weren't even there for, that they weren't even conceived, they weren't, they weren't even itching their daddy's pants yet. Do you think they somehow kind of feel? I think both my kids are kind of um, deep feelers like me. I, I think they're. Oh, I can totally see that. They are, and especially, especially the girl, but the boy's littler, so you know we'll see in time. But especially the girl, she. And the girl, I call Rainbow. I call her Rainbow. The <laughs> yeah. boy is Meadow. And she, and she really is is the kind I guess that as things happen, I over worry those kind of things. She just kind of accepts it. And she goes, it's okay. Yeah, I get it, mom. You know, and, but they can't, again, one of the things I said that is such a huge thing as I talked to her, that's where my parents to an extent missed that mark as I could have handled more than they thought I could. Exactly. Do. And I, along the way, I, I'll ask her, do you, cause she'll ask a question. Do you want to know? And I'll say, do you want to know? I mean, it's been even. Oh, you've done that in front of me with her. It's even been the, the. Body parts question usually oh, yeah. one time about you know yeah. about boobs you know the boobs are because she's starting to get them yes and I'm like but uh, but she asked me several years ago she's like what's the deal yes yeah. you know well, she like, wants to know do you want to know and I'm like let me explain well that and, you know I mean I've I've witnessed her change uh, little brother's diaper yes and she's asked that question yes you know she, and it's questions I seriously think communication, regardless of... That is the key. You don't have to dumb it down. She doesn't You don't have to. You just have to explain it into a way where they can get it. And she... You don't have to get too graphic. She's asked... I just haven't said, in my mind, and because of these experiences, I guess this is what they, this has taught me, because I remember feeling this way as a kid. Like, can you not just treat me as an adult? Can you exactly. not just talk to me like that? So I've tried to always talk to her like that as much as she can handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, and it, it, it's proven to just kind of flow. I mean, one of the, one of a good parent moment I can remember with her is we went to Austin and uh, had a blast, yes. but we went to the museum of weird and I love that place. Me too. And she went, we looked at all the, you know, the museum stuff and there is a freak show to an extent, you know, at the, at the end. Um, and there's a very nice gentleman who did some really cool stuff with electricity. Yeah. It was like a, a built-up immunization, whatever you would call it, to electricity. He can grab a, a, a cable with a current, and he's fine. You can put a, a light bulb to him, and it glows. Oh, that is so awesome. So super cool. She volunteered, and we were like, oh, my gosh. Like, she little hand went up. Little oh, hand went up. Oh. Rainbow is a very, very child. She has no shame, filter, and she is not scared of anything. Oh, no. And she went up and she helped him, and she was a great little assistant. Super great. And the man, though, you know, he had had smaller arms. So he was a short stature and he had smaller arms. Yeah. And uh, she, say word, she, great, not being around, just loved him. He loved her, thought she was the greatest, and we leave. And as we're walking down, the street. Yeah. Well away. She goes, Mom, what was wrong with his arms? And I just said, nothing, honey. God just makes us all different. Exactly. And she goes, okay. And, and that was enough. But we talk. You know what I mean? Like that, that, I think that's the most important part. We 
talk. And a lot of this goes back on you as a parent because you have always communicated with your kids. But also, I'll tie it back to her grandparents because your father, once again, like you said, teach their, in his words, teach their fucking up. It is whatever you want to do. You do what you want to do. You do what you want to do. As long as it makes you happy and it doesn't hurt me. Cool. But that's the thing I think, especially with Rainbow, she is the type of child, and she gets it because it was passed down from him to you and from you to her. Like, especially when, uh, when she was old to understand that myself being her uncle was gay, and she asked you, What does gay mean? And you said, Well, you know, Uncle Draven, like I love your daddy, Uncle Draven loves Uncle Martin. He's like, She's like, okay, yeah. whatever. And she's never questioned never it since. And it, that is what communication is all about. The next thing that ever happened with that was when I told her you guys got married. And she said, I thought they already were. Yeah. And I said, well, no, honey, it's fine. It wasn't. It really didn't explain to her that it wasn't legal. It was legal. And, and she said, oh. And well, actually, in later times, she was like, that's bullshit. Yeah, it was pretty much exactly what it was. She yeah. almost, and I would have never said on that one. Oh, yeah, because she just goes. Because I said, well, it's not legal here. So, no. It, you Now they are, though. And she just goes, that's dumb. <laughs> I said, I know. And the, so, good parenting moments, though. It, it is, it's nice to raise a kid who doesn't. And even and you go back to you, and you're seeing your first, you know, I mean, we've just covered your first 18 years of life right now. I can see where your kids get their goodness from. Between you and Rip both, because Rip has had some amazing moments in the 11 years I've known both of you guys. <laughs> to, it's if you ever, I mean, want to know Rainbow and Meadow are they are totally your children to a T. But if you ever want to know somebody who truly just does not give a fuck, meet Rip. Yes, it, oh my god, you, you guys, if y'all can yeah, meet Rip in person, you do, I don't his voice does not match his body, no. which none of ours do, but he's just. Oh, no, no, I 100% look like a 900, 900 number. <laughs> yeah. You have a great phone sex voice. Well, yeah, I do, and, and, and that's how I look, just so, so wondering, that's how to I wrap look. up, we're going to wrap up um, <laughs> part one of YP's story. Like I said, there will be part two. Um, I just want to say, first off, that I'm very, very glad that I got to be the guest co-host for this because we were talking about this <laughs> and saying that this podcast, I feel, is not just for... The fact that, you know, just random people telling random stories. And we're using a lot of family influence in this, too. And it's bringing our family closer together. So, I thank you, and I thank Rip so much for allowing me to co-host this. And I cannot wait to do part two with you. And I'm kind of going to ask him if he wants to, if, if, if he will let you do my part two. <gasps> I would totally love to do that. And I know he will. <laughs> I'm sure he will. He'll, he'll enjoy the break. All the well, little with the kids. Because then we can drink and then we can get a little, you know, <laughs> we can get a little sauce and talk. But once again, please check it out. It's youbeknownpodcast.com. You can follow it on Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can find the podcast also on Apple Music. Um, I know who's. Do we have anybody special coming up soon, or are we yeah, still ha- haven't announced yet? I know he's working on something, but we will announce probably next week on our recap. All right, but guys, it has been a pleasure. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us. Thank you for being with us for all the technical difficulties because we do live in the North Texas and Southern Oklahoma area, and the weather is for crack today. And hey, wifey says, don't be an asshole.
Wifey says, don't be an asshole. And Draven says, in the words of RuPaul, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here, Wifey? Amen. You guys have a great night. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time on You Be Known.